Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. Hosted by the Missouri Training Institute, this is the Weekly Workplace. Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. With you today, we have Miss Ray Lyon. Hello. Hello, good morning. And me, Brianna Larimer. Uh, our fearless leader out and about. He is loving this. He is. Oh my, oh my gosh. I talked to him yesterday on the phone and he's out for four days. Mm. Um, and so he's been out for two now. And yeah. He's loving it. He is. Uh, it's good to be back in person. I'll tell you, there is an energy that we just don't get in a virtual setting. There is. Mm. There is. And so, and, and interestingly enough, that's something we're going to talk about because we have just passed or, you know, uh, the first quarter of 2022. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of workplaces have gone back to in-person. Mm-hmm. In fact, I just talked to a colleague that's out. She works in, for Ikea out in New York. Mm-hmm. And hello, if you're out there listening. <laughs> um, and I think Monday was the first day back for her whole office building, like her whole organization oh. in Ikea. And so she said it was chaos. Yeah, I bet. Yep. I bet. Yep. Everyone yep. trying to get reacclimated. Yes. To and she said there was lots of talking and people forgot how long to, you know, have meetings. And so everybody was running late. She was running late for our meeting, you know, and just because... We were back in person and we've forgotten how to act together mm-hmm. um, in person. Mm-hmm. You know, we're no longer just screen to screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it is interesting. You know, when we think back to that first quarter of, and I'm going to go all the way back to 2020. Okay. All right. If, we think if you about, must. I, I know. I know. Nobody wants to. I know. <laughs> I know. It was so crazy because my husband and I had just got off of the airplane, it seemed like, uh, coming back from Arizona that February. And and then was 17 days later, we go home from work and we're told to never come back to the office. Right. Um, maybe. Maybe. This yeah. week. Maybe this week. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe by the end of the month. Maybe. 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 We don't know. Right. Right. There was so much uncertainty. Do you, I mean, what were your, as we kind of think back to that, what was your initial feelings towards what the information we had, what we knew, where we were going? I mean. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I started that week hearing that information homesick. So I actually was suffering from what we now know as, uh, you know. COVID. So I was just like, oh, that's cool because I don't feel good anyway and can't go to the office. So I was kind of happy that we were all all home working or not working. I didn't work for a couple of days, but and then we were called back, I think. Mm -hmm. And then we were almost immediately sent back home. And and then it was just got a little bit wonky. Mm -hmm. But you know me, I'm like, oh, I love it. It's change. It's new. It's something cool. I'm like, I can't wait to figure this out. So I, I was kind of jazzed about it. And then, you know, it kept going, you know, and then I was like, oh, how am I going to use this tiny screen and my finger? I need to go yes. buy a mouse. How do I, you know, we can't go to the store. You know, everything now was buy online. So things started to really get real, uh-huh. you know, after about three weeks, mm-hmm. um, you know, and 
Yeah. So it it got weird. It did. It did. You know, and I remember I was actually in my third trimester of pregnancy. I know. And uh, and so I was excited to be able, I guess, to sit at home because uh, I'd had some complications. Yeah. Towards the end. You were hurting. And, uh, I was. I was. But uh, what I valued and I think what I will never forget is the amount of communication that transparency, like love and care that you and Dewey were offering and our even our vice chancellor here of extension yes. was offering. I mean, he was doing weekly street, uh, video streams yes. with us to give us updates on what the process was at and what we were uh, hopefully or expected to maybe be doing. Or, right. um, but everything still very, very in the air. But there was still that consistency and message of your health comes first, your safety comes yes. first. And um, I value that so much because yes. it really felt like I was being cared for. I yes. was being taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, you know, when it when it did finally sink in with everybody. Mm-hmm. And when I say everybody, not just the University of Missouri, you know, not just our city, you know, when everybody, when they actually even had commercials mm-hmm. on national television, you know, regarding it. I remember uh, an author, Patrick Lencioni, and we we do prescribe to his many of his theories and, you know, his books on communication, especially his book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Mm-hmm. That's about um, trust. And I remember watching one of his podcasts um, and he said about this pandemic, he said relationships will either get better or they will get worse, mm-hmm. but they will not stay the same. And that was like one of the first podcasts I actually watched when I started settling into this idea that we were going to have to do work differently. And I thought, okay. I mean, you know, the three of us have great, great relationships, but I thought it's not going to stay the same. So I'm, I'm glad we left the office under that premise. However, what do we need to do to make it better? Because if we don't do something, it will get worse. Mm-hmm. So then we kicked it in and we figured it out. And then we had a lot of companies calling us saying, OK, what do we do? Mm-hmm. You know, because they may or may not have already had those relationships established. Right. And so then they they didn't know there were two choices. Right. Right. <laughs> they thought it was just going to stay where it was going to stay doing what they had already been doing. So they also kicked it in, mm-hmm. you know. I think we we are fortunate in the sense that we're that smaller team. So you're right. We were all we have been since the beginning. I told you've heard me on episodes before mention how uh, the things that we would talk about at team meetings here when I first started, <laughs> I have probably never discussed it any of my careers I've had in my past. Um, but the idea of trust and being able to have vulnerability with one another and open conversation. So building those relationships up internally uh, really made it a smooth transition, in my opinion, as we went into that remote work environment yeah. where the change was inevitable, where things were going to be different. Yeah. But again, I go back to that concept of to me, especially as a newer employee, I mean, you figure when that hit, I was only a year and two months into my time at MTI. And so for me, especially because it was my first pregnancy, because I, I, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of things in the air, it meant the world to know that, that you and Dewey had had my back, you know, and when we did come back for that short amount of time, I was even allowed to stay at home. I didn't right. come back to the office um, until after my son was born and well into I think he was six months old by mm-hmm. the time I came back. So um, there was a sense of taking care 
of the whole person. Yes. And you all have really promoted this since I started here. And I think something we really encourage our supervisors, managers, leaders that we work with to recognize this as well is you've got to take care of the whole person. Mm-hmm. And there was a term that really started popping up a lot when when COVID had hit. And it was this concept of well-being. Mm-hmm. So, Ray, tell me a little bit about when you think about well-being, what does that mean to you as, as a leader? Sure. Um, well-being to me means not just the, the physical, um, obviously, we definitely needed to take care of the physical. And so there were all kinds of things and protocols that were in place um, when people were returning, you know, new types of, of workstations were built and, and fabricated. So there was all kinds of that physical well-being that we were attending to, you know, hoteling was a new thing. And, you know, of course, the masking and, and hand sanitizer in oceans. Um, but there was also the emotional and the the mental well-being that we were attending to and all of those kinds of things. Because whether you were at home and you were dealing with everybody in your family being at home, you know, homeschooling your kids and sharing the dinner table as an office desk. And there was all all kinds of things happening, different different types of stressors that Organizations were really being intentional with taking care of the the physical mm-hmm. and being mindful that people might be dealing with health-related issues, mm-hmm. physical health-related issues. And if not them, probably somebody close to them. Mm-hmm. And we know that was a situation in our MTI family, but also this, the emotional um, well-being. And that was huge, mm-hmm. huge. Um, and that was a big investment for organizations. Absolutely. And part of that, like I said, for, I mean, at least in my opinion, came out of um, organization. I think you saw it flourish. Uh, you saw well-being flourish. Oh, it was at we some did, of the all-time highs. It was. It was. All-time um, highs. And actually, to quote Gallup, uh, Gallup, we often quote Gallup in their research, um, but it was at literally at an all-time high in the first quarter of 2020 at 49% of people feeling like um, they were strong, strongly, feeling very strongly that their organization cared about their well being. Yep. And yep. that's huge. That is huge. Statistically, that is huge. Yeah. I mean, when when on what we know trending is 38 percent of our our um, our workers feel engaged at work, but 49 percent of our workforce felt like their organizations cared about them. Mm-hmm. That That's big. It is. That's, that's ginormous. It is. It yeah. is. And, and it really said a lot to organizations stepping up and being very yes. intentional about focusing in all of those areas. And it was also in how they communicated it. So I'll go back to that, that you know, like thinking about what, what Dr. Stewart did here at MU Extension, thinking about what you and Dewey were doing every day. One, I was talking to one of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if not, every, about every other day, I guess. But we were still having those regular conversations conversations. And what I valued, because you all knew this about me, is I, if we couldn't do it in person, I wanted it over the phone. Yeah. And so we were talking on the phone and um, we even at one point, I think, did a three-way call, you know, and I think that that was important to continue to communicate with me what was going on, to continue to pour into me, ask me. We didn't start the conversation out with the the meeting stuff. It was, how how are you doing? Mm -hmm. How, How are things going? 
how do you feel about that? You know? Yeah. And you were having a baby in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so there were layers there. Yeah. There were layers there for sure. So lots of levels of, uh, you know, and we've talked about it before, the dimensions of well-being. You mentioned a, a few of them there. Um, but all of those areas were being met for workers mm-hmm. first quarter of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I want to kind of fast forward as we're thinking about this now, because here we are first quarter of 2022. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things have changed mm-hmm. since then. Mm-hmm. So we do know, and, and Ray, you mentioned already, a lot of organizations um, are back in office. Mm-hmm. Um, people are getting acclimated to being around one another, unmasked. Um, social distancing hasn't been, we haven't really heard a lot about that. I still see the stickers on the grounds in different mm-hmm. places, mm-hmm. but, you know, we're, we're learning how to operate with each other again. But I wonder... How quickly the the transition, because it did almost feel like, at least as an employee, that it was like, okay, flip the light on. Okay, flip the light off. Okay, flip the light back on. Mm-hmm. It happened very quickly. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm wondering how much that's playing into people's feelings of well-being now. Mm-hmm. And I guess Gallup was thinking the same thing mm-hmm. because they came through with a survey here in the first quarter of 2022. And these numbers were just astonishing to me, Ray, because um, here we are talking about how great we were in March of 2020 for well-being at 49 percent. And here we are now in what was just released at the end of first quarter with a random sample of, of full and part-time U.S. employees that fewer than one in four U.S. employees felt strongly that their organization cared about their well-being. It plummeted. Mm-hmm. We're at about 24 percent. It is the lowest it's been in 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, it, it's a contrast is probably the the biggest takeaway there, the contrast. Mm-hmm. You know, we got used to being thought of. And we we know that during the pandemic, when we were work from home, when the majority of people were work from home, we were being, um, we know productivity did not decrease. That statistically um, supported. Um, we know that well-being increased. We also know that there were lots of people who made adjustments in their life, big life changes. Um, we know that people walked away from jobs because of bad managers um, or just managers because, you know, everybody's kind of just got a new perspective on their life. And so I think the the change that we see here is is kind of the shocker that with just within such a short amount of time, we went to almost half mm-hmm. of our workforce down to less than a quarter of our workforce feeling taken care of. And you're right. We just kind of forgot how to interact. And then once we came back, it felt like a smack in the face. Mm -hmm. And we're like, okay, you know, normal duties as assigned. And we're like, whoa, whoa, what help? What happened? Right. You know? Right. And we're just like, wait a minute. Right. You know, first of all, nobody asked us if we wanted to come back. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I think that's where it started. I mean, as, you know, somebody that goes in and works with organizational change and, and you as well, you know, I heard it all the time. Yeah. Like, did anybody even ask us if we wanted to come back? And if they did, of the organizations that did, did they, did they listen? Mm-hmm. 
And I just finished up a leadership development program that actually started in 2019. No lie. Started in 2019. And they made the cohort that I took through this program because they wanted to do it all in person. And I, I got to give them kudos. But it was a four session series started in 2019. It just ended with them making their, the cohort's presentation to leadership because that was how their leadership wanted it to end. They were supposed to take all of their learning and make a presentation to their leadership on, you know, what their organization was going to look like in 10, 12 years. And it just ended this week with that Mm -hmm. presentation. Um, And one of their big pushes was going back to work from home. Hmm. And I know their executive leadership was, you know, kind of like, we don't think that works. Hmm. And I'm like, then why did you have interesting, you know, wait, wait till you see their data. You know, I was like, wait till you see their data. Yeah. Um, And and, you know, just interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think their big thing was nobody asked. Mm-hmm. Would you say, I guess, in your opinion, and this, again, unrelated to the Gallup article there, but would that have been one of the things maybe that would have helped with a well-being, you know, with well-being, not suffering as much if just giving the opportunity to listen to other people and to hear what they have to say about moving back to the workplace? I, listening, of course, is never a bad idea. Right. <laughs> um, I, I think in listening, though, I think setting the expectation and, you know, our our vice chancellor said it um, right up front because he said we will return. And so whatever the expectation was, though, that needed to be set up front mm-hmm. um, or as soon as knowing um, the not knowing and not setting any expectations and then springing it on people without giving them a voice at all was probably the hardest. And so then the comeback is you don't care about us, regardless of of what the the issue was. So that to me is is where the kind of the crossroads is. We knew from almost the beginning we will come back or this it it will be different. I, I let me say that was the message. He said it over and over and over and over again and he never deviated and he never changed his words and his message was always the same. It will be different. Mm-hmm. It will not ever be the same. Do not expect, you know, I mean, every single time. And then when it was decided campus is open, it was everybody's back. Now, how they rolled it out was a a plan and it was slow and and sure and calculated um, and, and very methodical. But there was never a doubt in anybody's mind that we would be back on campus. Not a doubt. Well, you know, and I think that there's there's something to be said about ensuring that we're still being cognizant of this concept of well-being with our people. The resources are still there, though. Right. So that's what's interesting. All the resources that were put in place at the beginning, the the wellness apps, the additional counselors, the free sessions. I mean, all of those resources. What's interesting and, and everything that I've read, Gallup, you know, has been a big promoter because mm-hmm. that was their big, you know, push. All of the resources that organizations have put in place that 
added to the well-being um, statistics coming out of that 2020 survey are still in place. What we're not sh- shedding the light on is the fact that they're still being in place, but they're not being accessed. Why, in your opinion, do you think that is? Gosh, I, you know, um, fatigue. Hmm. So the resources are still in place. And I, I guess it just poses the question of it, whether or not it comes back to this idea of being at the workplace or being at your house. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I'm interested because I would love to see kind of and it, maybe as, as more research, more Gallup research and stuff comes out. I'd be interested to see what the correlation is between this well-being concept and this great resignation that we know we're going through right, right. now. Right. Is there a connection there? You know, is it? I heard throughout the the pandemic um, over the last couple of years, people were realizing that work can be done different and it didn't have to look like the same old, I'll use the term grind, I guess, that we were accustomed to prior to, uh, not, not here at MTI, but in general uh, here at before 2020. And so people, a lot of entrepreneurs came out Absolutely. of the pandemic because they're learning now things don't have to be the way they were before. But I'm also curious now if this element, if people not feeling taken care of as as we went through the last two years added into um, that great resignation number. Yeah. Yeah. That'll, uh, you know, I I definitely think it did. Yeah. I definitely think it did. And I'm I'm sure, you know, there's articles that would lend itself to that. Um, And we've seen the highest open position rates we've ever seen. Mm -hmm. I think I just read an article on that. Maybe even yesterday. So it's gonna it's it's gonna be interesting. It it, it's definitely gonna be interesting. And I know organizations are are looking at you know rethinking. You know, does this have to be this way? Mm-hmm. And some do. Mm-hmm. You know, some quite honestly do. And I think they're they're giving a, a hard look to that. And you know, we we just had a moment in our own studio about what the dangers of not being face to face would be. So taking a look at some of that incidental development that happens when you're, quote unquote, standing around the water cooler Mm -hmm. that you don't have the advantage of when everybody's isolated in their own homes. So, you know, I I, I hate to think that well-being is only a work from home issue, but I wonder how much of it is rooted in these statistics. Mm -hmm. It's a great question. It really is. You know, and I I know that we know, and I I guess I want to put this out there for our our supervisors, managers, leaders, uh, those who you have that are kind of on board, well-being seems to be okay. It's important to still be cognizant of this because these people are going to be ones that are, are, and this is what Gallup's research is saying too, that employees who strongly agree that their employer care about their overall well-being in comparison to others, 69% less likely to actively search for a new job, 71% less likely to report experiencing a lot of burnout, Mm. uh, five times more likely to strongly advocate their company as a place to work. That's critical right now when everywhere we look is the now hiring signs. Oh, everywhere. Yeah. Uh, And three times more likely to be engaged at their work. Another topic we've been hearing a lot of clients say they're concerned with. How do we get our people more engaged? Um, And then 36 percent more likely to be thriving in their overall lives. So it is certainly a a critical component to still have a part of the conversation in your organization. Right. Well, and and let me say this, because I know we we talk a lot about leadership on this um, podcast. And we also know that the majority of employees 
say that they would be engaged if their leader were engaged. Mm -hmm. No programming, no amount of money. I mean, obviously that's got to be on the table, but gosh darn it, if my leader were engaged, just if my leader enjoyed their job, you know, how great that would be. Yeah. I mean, think about that. You know, how much fun is it to come to work and your leader is like, yay, I love being yeah. here. Let's, you know, and it's, that's contagious. It is. Now, there has to be some alignment with your skills, your gifts, your talents and, and things like that, too, and that you're being well utilized. But that just makes it that much more pleasurable to be at work when your boss is like, I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. You it's know, true. it's absolutely true. And it's not a program. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not a program. It's a person. Right. So uh, just things, I guess, you know, and this is what the, the article was sharing, too. And, and I'm going to post a link to this article in, oh, our, yeah. in our comments Great. or excuse me, in our Good. description below. But some other things to maybe consider moving forward when we're thinking about this idea of well-being, I think. And and this is maybe where there was some disconnect in this. But you got to be sure that your culture and your values, who you say you are as an organization are actually delivered on every single day in the behaviors of that organization. Yeah. Because I do question, and that was my, my first thought when I read this article, did we say it for show back in 2020? I'm not talking about we as in as in MU. I'm talking about the, the all-inclusive <laughs> we organizations <laughs> around, around. The big we. The big we, yeah. Did we say it for show? Would you say that we were doing it and now... People are seeing through that because our behaviors now that we're back in the office are not conducive with our words Mm -hmm. and what we're saying as an organization. You know, it's nice to have your well-being committee. But what are we actually doing to embed that into the culture of the organization overall? Mm -hmm. And so make sure that they're they're adding up. Right. The things that you're saying and the things that you're doing as an organization are adding up. Um, But definitely embracing those flexible work environments if you're able to, I think. uh, And this is what Gallup's suggesting can help as well when you're moving forward. But I love this other one they say, Ray, and you talk about this a lot, too. But this considering, again, this whole person. Yeah. The whole person. Yep. What are some other thoughts that you have? I want to go back and talk about that embracing the flexible work environments because we have changed. Mm -hmm. We have changed how we do work. We have changed how we approach work. We have all of it. And just like we've learned, we ain't going back. So we ain't going back. And, you know, in our line of work, I am constantly looking at job postings all the time, seeing what's out there, how are they advertising it, what's available. And honestly, those that don't say WFH, they don't get looked at. And it's it's interesting. Anyway, not to, you know, beat on that one too much, but um, I definitely think, you know, you, you've really got to think about how you're going to do work and you've got to you've got to be upfront about it. Mm-hmm. You have to be transparent about it. Um, you've got to really think about who you want in your organization because there's a war on talent. Oh, yeah. Don't just hire anybody you need to hire the right person and they're going to interview you pretty hard. Oh, yeah. 
to. Yeah. So you might as well go get the right person um, and be very transparent about that and who you are as an organization. Because if you bring somebody in and they're not right, they're going to leave you anyway. So just wait and and get the right one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that I've heard you say in trainings before, which I really, I really valued, is being mindful of what your team has going on uh, and and recognizing kind of like when enough is enough, when there's maybe other things that are, are under going on under undercover, I guess, that other people wouldn't be aware of. And by other people, I mean, maybe your leaders. Yes. Leadership there in that organization. Yes. Um, no more. We're not taking on anymore. Right. And being <laughs> able, I think, as as that organization's leadership, allowing those frontline supervisors and managers to have those conversations with you and let you know when enough is enough. Yep. You know, it can't be blanket policies all the time right. anymore. And I think that's what yeah. what work environments are, are needing to be a little bit more cognizant yeah. of. And you know what? If you've got people that have stayed with you, first of all, yay. Yay. Uh, <laughs> yay. But you know what? Upskill them. Yeah. You know, so many people and, and Brianna, you you were getting calls, too. They were like, well, we've promoted like 22 people yes. from, yes. you know, entry level positions to managers. I mean, they skipped two levels, you know, because yeah. of this great resignation. I mean, they were just having people that were on the edge of even sniffing out retirement gone. And they know nothing about leading others and so you know what? Now's the chance. Yep. Upskill those people. Give them the tools and the resources to do the job you've promoted them to do. Right. Um, or you've been promoted to do. Go get the right training so that you feel confident and competent. Right. Absolutely. Invest in yourself. Invest in the people that you've got doing the jobs. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great place. Yeah. Uh, we're happy to help with that. So. Yes, we are. Of <laughs> we'll course throw, we are. We'll throw that out there. But I guess any before we start wrapping up here, Ray, I mean, this has been a great conversation and definitely one. Normally we have a specific topic identified for these, but this was kind of fun in the sense that this yeah. is relevant. This is timely. These are things we need to be aware of yeah. in the workplace. And, and just a, around an article. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always think, you know, these are great for conversations even in your workplace. Absolutely. You know, how is this impact? you and and you're just bringing a statistic you know just bringing up a statistic and you know how is this us in our organization it impacts all of us so let's talk about it absolutely well i'm glad that we had an opportunity to sit around the table and talk about it sorry do we missed it yes we'll have to have another one yeah We'll have him included. So, all right. But if you have questions, comments, thoughts, send them to us, mti at missouri.edu. And until next time, go be great. Thanks for listening to The Weekly Workplace, hosted by the Missouri Training Institute. Dewey, Ray, and Brianna stand ready to connect with you and meet your training needs. Be sure to check out ways to contact them in the episode description or at mti.missouri.edu. Subscribe to the podcast to get future episodes automatically by tapping subscribe in your podcast player of choice. Hope to catch you on the next episode of The Weekly Workplace. Yes.